0: Hi, it's Eric, a second podcast episode today. I've got some other duties here at the radio station where I'm working on uh, involving community members for a program we run across all of our stations Sunday morning um, here on Cumulus Toledo. It's called Contact. This week's guest is someone who's been on with Floyd and I before, Jason Kuchma, the executive director of the Toledo-Lucas County Public Library System. It needs an acronym. Uh, Jason's a great dude, great on Twitter, great at his job, helped modernize the library. He's a great dad. Pretty sure he's a darn great husband as well. And it's great to have him here in our community. Jason and I met uh, another person who, uh, two TED Talkers this week. Jason and I met a couple of years ago, and he also spoke at the 2017 TEDx Toledo event. So we'll start with Jason. With all of this, how are you handling it?
1: It's been, uh, it's been a challenge, much like everybody else. You know, I've... Uh I'm trying to be a, a dad a, and a good husband and also be the director of the library system during this time. And I don't feel like I'm doing any of them particularly well, but uh, I think we're doing okay.
0: More, uh, A little more respect for teachers now. That you're, have you been doing most of the homeschooling or as your wife? Uh, mostly my wife via
1: the teachers through some Zoom classes and things like that. We've got, uh, we've got a pretty good schedule down where I'm up with the kids from about 5.30 to 9. Uh, and then I cut off to work in the other room from 9 to noon. Uh, And then I come back and take over from noon to three while she does some work. Um, She does, she's a, does communications for Westside Montessori. So I'm a, you know, I'm, and then I come back to work from three to six. So,
0: yeah. I know you were, uh, you were kind of like waiting in the wings as Clyde was stepping away and then his passing. And then you were, you were interim, but you are one of my friends who stepped into a new position and then boom, this hits.
1: It's remarkable. You know, I had no idea how good I was going to get at crisis communication.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, and, and crisis management, you know, even just last year, you know, with the passing of Clyde Schools, that was uh, a, a, quite a year for us at the library. And of course, this year has been uh, no different. And we've got a, a new leadership team heading up the library now uh, that we've really just assembled in early January. So we're newly working together, seven of us um, trying to make decisions and and, and move through this process together as a group who's still learning our way with each other as well. It's been challenging,
0: but but good. So many people are now familiar with that that Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times, the the Chinese curse you might want to call it, because they are very interesting every day.
1: Yeah, I would take boring any time right now. That'd be yeah. great.
0: <laughs> um, so we are recording this on yes. uh, May 21st. Uh, there might be a little bit of time shifting here, but what's the plan for the library being open and, and safety cautions, uh, safety measures and all that?
1: On May 26th, uh, we expect to open up our book drops. People do not need to bring the books back. We are continuing to renew them for people uh we would actually prefer you not bring them back but we're going to open the book drops anyway because we know people are anxious to bring some back um but we'll we'll keep continuing to extend those uh those return dates out and there's obviously no fines for materials at the library sure. but, uh the the back is you know we've, we've got 20 facilities we see thousands of people uh a day and we see million you know three million people a year uh, it's quite an operation for us to sort of retrofit all of our spaces and our services uh, in a short amount of time. So we've been working pretty hard at that. Our, our facilities and operations team has been working with public services folks to um, walk the buildings, make sure that we have not only uh, the public spaces set up for social distancing when we're able to bring people back into the building, but also our, our staff spaces. You know, We've got almost 400 employees and uh, we are uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of consideration there where, you know we're taking a sort of workers first approach because our workers, our staff are the people who uh, are serving the community um, day in and day out. So we want to make sure that they feel comfortable and safe before we bring them back in. So we'll bring some staff back in uh, next Tuesday on the 26th, uh, June 1st. We'll start um, a rollout of a curbside service for anybody who's had holds placed already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, bring, we'll bring them back. Uh, we'll do some curbside for them, piloting that service, and hopefully uh, have a brand new uh, requests or hold requests system in place uh, in that first couple weeks of June. Uh, if you think about like a click list or a similar service like that that you do with retail or grocery, uh, we'll be doing that with the library too. So you'll request your materials and then schedule a time
0: to swing by and pick it up. And there's some, uh, some book fairies that probably go in during the, uh, the overnight hours and they, they clean every single item in the, in every facility, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, we have millions, millions of items. Yeah, Uh, we, we, you know, we cannot disinfect every piece. But you know, our buildings have been closed. Our buildings have been closed for two, two months now. So at that point, the the virus has been pretty much deactivated. That said, when returns come back in, we will um, quarantine them for uh, seventy-two hours, uh, which exceeds what the CDC recommends for quarantine material. Great to know. we'll We'll set them aside for for three days. Uh, And then put them back into rotation. uh, And uh, we feel like that's a pretty good way to mitigate some of that risk. You know, we're all coming back into this world where uh, risk is going to be part of our daily lives regardless. So we're just trying to figure out how we can mitigate as much of it as possible.
0: Yeah, you, we, we've come, uh, we've got a lot of new words in our lexicon now. One of those things is high touch services. And when you think about it, yeah. um, when I go to Target or places like that, there's a cleaning after each transaction. Uh, whenever mm-hmm. you know gyms are, are full throttle again, people who will clean their equipment like they should have been doing anyway. But here, e- <laughs> like everything in the library could be considered high touch because, as you said, there's millions of things there. The whole idea, if you're going to be in the library, is to. Browse, touch things, thumb through. But it's great to know. I wouldn't even have thought about that if you return a book that it's going to kind of sit in stasis for three days, just in case. So, but I would expect yeah. nothing less from your leadership.
1: We, well, thank you. We've we've got uh, something that we're working through right now called a safe work playbook, and we just reviewed it with the Lucas County Health Department. And it is a thirty-five page document that helps guide our staff through. Um, you know, disinfecting spaces, you know, knowing now that disinfecting spaces is all of our jobs. So it's not uh, not just our facilities teams, but we're all going to be responsible for doing that work. And uh, it walks through every single scenario, I think, that we could imagine. Um, You know, of course, there are going to be some outliers. But uh, yeah, our spaces are going to look very different um, when we're able to bring people back into the building. And that's a big question mark for us right now, because, um, you know, we're. If you think about a single establishment who can retrofit a space and open up and then learn from it, um, we have 20 facilities. uh, So we can't necessarily uh, ramp out all these spaces and then roll them back if we need to change something. So we're trying to be cautious, um, but as fast as possible um, in getting our spaces ready to bring people in. So I would imagine hopefully by mid to late June, we can bring people back in. at a, at a metered rate. I mean, we're not going to be able to open up the doors and let thousands of people come in. Um, it'll have to be a different experience.
0: And it's probably a lot like how some governors have to act because in the same way that Toledo is different from lucky Ohio, um, the main branch is different from some of the other branches that are scattered all over the area.
1: It, that's hundred percent true. And I think one of the things that we've all, you know, uh, we need to be reminded of is that all of these decisions are super local. Um, whether it's uh, local as in your community here or the state, um, we, you know, we're in a very different environment. We're not the same as uh, the Jeep plant, you know, so we have very different considerations there. We're not we're also not uh, we're not Chick-fil-A. We're not a, uh, a Kroger. We don't have necessarily those resources of a, of a large uh, corporation. Um, so we're making the best we can uh, making the best uh, of the certain resources that we do have.
0: A lot of those resources have been modernized in recent years um, through great staff and something that you've continued to steward forward. Um, online book groups are going on right now. Until people can get back into the library, there's a lot going on. Let's dive into some of those things.
1: Yeah, we've been very active, I think, uh, throughout this whole downtime. We've seen uh, our digital downloads have gone through the roof, which is great. People are getting more comfortable with using our digital content, audiobooks, ebooks. books um, We do have some online uh uh, online virtual book groups, and we'll be rolling out more of those. We've got a, an entire virtual services team um, that is working on uh, what what the new services look like in the library, knowing that we're not going to be able to have uh, you know large authors events. So we're we're working on an author event in, in uh, June uh, that I think people will be pretty interested in. Uh, that'll be virtual, of course, and then uh, lots of, lots of other ways, but. It's it's rethinking that service. You know, we're used to bringing people into the building and engaging people in our spaces. And, and fortunately, a lot of people have gotten more comfortable with technology that might have been a little bit uh, unfamiliar to them prior to this. So that's it gives us new ways to engage our community.
0: Not necessarily a, a local thing, but it's local via me. My dad, Barry, he, my, he lives mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Um, I had suggested getting, uh, my brother wanted to get him an iPad because amid all this, he's, he's, he's got no sports. He's got nothing. I said, Dad, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a library card? He said, yeah, but the libraries are closed. I said, hold on a second. Uh, I'll have Paul and his, his fiance. They'll set you up with Hoopla and Libby. And like you just mentioned, uh, down, downloads are through the roof. My dad is zooming through books on those apps all because he had a library card. And I know people can do the same here. It's incredible. I love it.
1: It's and it's again. It's one of those things that's getting a little bit more attention and, and uh, visibility for, within our community. When we can't get a hold of those physical books, uh, we've yeah, we've seen the, those downloads go like crazy. And the Hoopla, you know, is our basically the library's Netflix type service. So there's yeah, uh, you know, TV shows and movies that people can access there. Um, the library's been open uh, the entire time. Our digital resources and and uh, the the. Uh, databases so businesses who relied on library databases are still you know, can still access those uh, during this downtime as well and we've had chat up so people have been able to get their questions answered um, on our website throughout this entire time
0: Does that uh, libra- be- is that ask a librarian
1: is that ask a librarian ask a librarian is the email service where people can write in and that just was that was recently just brought back online um and then on on tuesday next week we will bring our uh 419 5200 number back online that's basically our 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 single info line into the library. So you'll be able to call next Tuesday and and talk to a library expert about anything that your heart desires.
0: We've uh, a lot of people have run into all kinds of barriers. Um, Maybe a lot of it dealing with, uh, with lack of resources, money, whatever it might be. Um, Wi-Fi, you have it available in your parking lot. So there's one barrier removed. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? This is one of my
1: biggest concerns. You know, I know that people love uh, uh, to be able to get books and, and DVDs from the library. Uh, but so many members of our community uh, mirror national trends, which is about a third of our community, is uh, does not have broadband access at home. So we you know, we always leave the Wi-Fi on outside of our buildings, and we've done that throughout this entire pandemic. But uh, I'm you know really concerned about how we can bring people back in to use computers. Uh, like I said before, in our playbook, we've got plans to um you know section off or uh, turn off every alternating computer and and alternating facing one so you're not sitting next to somebody you're not sitting across from somebody to use a computer so i know that access to technology is huge for people and that's something we want to get back online as soon as we can do it responsibly you know it uh you think about technology but so many people also just need to use our copy machines and our fax yeah. machines right now um and that's that's uh, that that technology is, is equally as important to get access to as well so we're trying to figure out how to do that Uh, sooner than later but also do it in a way that feels uh, safe for everybody
0: yeah and i I think what you're hinting at here is uh, a lot of people use those to to seek out jobs and other things and especially now with what many people are going through and will continue to go through they're going to need these resources so um, i certainly appreciate you guys going through all the diligence to make it as available as possible within the guidelines suggested by the health department and more it's it's a tall task it's a very tall task
1: uh, they did not teach us this in library school. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, what but, do yeah, you, le- we, we- Jason? What do you <laughs> learn in library school? It's a very good question. Uh, we learn a lot about information management and uh, and and literacy and media literacy and all sort of those things, but nobody teaches you how to how to run a system during a pandemic.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, on a, a a lighter note, uh, stepping away from pandemic stuff. Uh, up until all this, how was the the reopening of the main library? How is uh, uh, MotConda? How has that been? Give me some updates on some of those because it's been a minute since we've spoken.
1: Yeah, it's true. You know, Main Library. I can't believe that it's it was just last year that we reopened that building. Um, I mentioned uh, the building's been incredible. We've got uh, you know a nice, gorgeous gallery space in there that uh, that people have been enjoying, and we're trying to figure out what what does the gallery look like moving forward as well. So we're you know thinking about all of those different spaces. Obviously, Mott's meeting rooms and our community meeting rooms are heavily used, and so what does that mean for that building Uh, moving forward? How do we how do we let people have the access to that space. Uh, and then it's going to be a while before people can start using those meeting rooms in, in part, just because of the, uh, requirement to keep people, you know, groups of less than 10. Um, but overall, you know, as I was saying, you know, we, the library is in a very good position right now. I'm, I'm grateful to have a leadership team. You know, people had asked, how, how was I going to replace the deputy director? And what we did was, and we created created a, a small leadership team with, um, four directors and some an additional leadership in that group uh, to help guide the, the library by a team of seven people instead of just a, a director and deputy director. And I think having more people, more perspectives has helped us um, really change the culture of the library, both for staff and, and I think people will see that in the community when, when we're able to re-engage folks.
0: Uh, any idea when some of those community things would, would happen again? Like, was it the book bike, the book mobile, things like that?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll be bringing a lot of those mobile services back, you know, those things like that we can do with relatively uh, e- good e- you know, ease with social distancing, and those sort of things. Uh, I see us bringing the Mobile Technology Center out and around uh, when we can, if for no other reason than, you know, to provide access to Wi-Fi in places that might be, um, might not have that kind of access. Uh, the book bike, you know, that's, that's easy. You ride it, one person rides it and they, they drop off at a place and, uh, and set up. So there's lots of... Uh, lots of ideas that our staff are kicking around right now. we put together some pretty healthy working groups that are, uh, looking at what are the things we can start doing when we, uh, when we're able to kind of everybody can get back out and, and be part of the community again, I think, and I don't, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but I think the the public library is a place where we can, um, as a community start to rebuild. Uh, we heard from, we did a survey of, of library customers when they come to our website, um, a couple of weeks ago and received over 9,000 responses from people, which I was incredible <laughs> to see that kind of reply. But by and large, everybody really sort of wants to get back to normal. They want to come back to the library. They want to come. They want to bring their books back and they want to get some new books um, and they have plenty of other reasons to come. But uh, I think people are
0: anxious. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, it's been amazing. I've been part of the course explaining to people over the years as you run your campaigns here on our stations and beyond, mm-hmm. uh, the library is more than books now. In fact, that's just that that could be a small part of what you can do here in our system.
1: Books are just the beginning, Eric. You know this.
0: I do. I do. Can you give me a, uh, it's on my info sheet. So I'm going to ask you book picks, uh, handpicked material selected by expert librarians. That could be you. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask what you're reading to escape from some of this.
1: That's a good question. I have a stack of books that I was sure during this pandemic, I was going to get through all of them and I have not been uh, as good at it. Uh, Honestly, I just use that book pick service myself. Uh, basically, you write to our librarian and, and or use this form online uh, and, and list a couple of books that you really enjoyed recently, uh, and they throw back a handful of other uh, recommendations based on what you sent them. And uh, I got some great recommendations. You know, when I'm uh, when I'm not reading uh, things like Radical Candor or other leadership books, uh, I. I've been plowing through audiobooks of thrillers and things like that, that I, I go through them so quickly. I don't even remember the titles of them sometimes.
0: Yeah, I get it. Escape, I get it.
1: Good escape, good escape reading. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Jason Kuchma, executive director of the Toledo Lucas County public library system. Thanks for the time. Good to hear your voice. I've obviously you been do. following almost everything you've been doing. I'm glad the, uh, is it the bright stripes?
1: The Bright Stripes, they're They're holding steady. They're going to be uh, first graders next year.
0: Good. So, good stuff. Um, and I, yeah. I, I was thinking to ask uh, at the beginning of our, our time here, ask you uh, if you or your wife have stumbled with anything that uh, the kids have been given. Then I realized they're very young. You guys should be able to handle what they're being taught. Fifth grade, maybe mm-hmm. not so much.
1: I, there's not a day that's gone by in these, during these past couple months where i have not been grateful that they're in kindergarten still
0: that,
1: uh, <laughs> that i can manage i can manage their curriculum at this point
0: yeah no pandemics when they turn 10 or 11 years old because nope. i don't want any of this high-level math common core stuff right <laughs> exactly awesome exactly. thanks for the time uh we will uh, we will talk on the internets on the twitters and uh and be well okay yeah i look forward to seeing
1: you again soon eric someday Th- someday thanks jason <laughs> all right take care bye-bye